one of about a billion reasons that it's absurd to get into NFL season predictions in mid-May is that the teams aren't done being constructed. Like, the rosters aren't done yet. The Steelers' roster isn't done yet. In fact, they're actually missing a de facto starter, something that kind of in its own way leaped to the forefront with some news yesterday across the Commonwealth. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. The Eagles signed Ryan Kerrigan yesterday to a one-year deal. Not some big thing in and of itself. Good player, he'll help them on the edge rush. What's significant is that the Steelers and Bengals were both in on that. Yes, the Steelers. And yes, the Steelers still need an edge rusher, and not an emergency edge rusher, not someone who would play if T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith gets hurt, Basically, the equivalent of a starter. If you're one of those people who pays attention to football at a, you know, really intensive level, you'll monitor things like who comes on and off the field on a regular basis. And you won't be surprised when I share here that T.J. Watt's one of those people. T.J. Watt is is an extreme max effort performer. It's how he insists on going about his job, and it obviously works out really, really well for him. As such, TJ will tap out. That's not a criticism. It's nothing close to a criticism. He'll come to the sideline, and someone else will come in, and that someone else is expected to do the job of a starter. Not at TJ's level. I mean, you can get into all the standard is the standard stuff and whatever, but, you know, being realistic here, they are expected to do the job. And that's not an emergency backup special teams this or that. It needs to be a starting NFL edge rusher. Now, I've mentioned this a few times, but I also get the sense that the perception that's out there is that the Steelers are done. And they're not. And they're not. Principally, at this position, they're going to have to get someone. There are still about a dozen guys out there on the market. They're not names that would blow anybody away. And maybe it's possible since the Steelers were in on this player, that Kerrigan was the best of the group. But they're going to have to bring in somebody else from somewhere because it seems highly doubtful the answer will come from within. Cassius Marsh got some reps last season. He's not anybody's answer. 
the sixth-round pick in the most recent draft, Quincy Roche out of Miami, has a lot of people with the Steelers genuinely excited to have gotten him. He's not going to be the answer. You can't enter an NFL season with those two guys as your rotating edge rushers. You're going to have to go to the outside in some form. It's not the most attractive group that's out there. The, the number of names, uh, even names that would ring a bell with you. Jabal Sheard will ring a bell with you because he played for Pitt. He's out there, Alex Okafor of the Chiefs, Bruce Irvin from the Seahawks, uh, Deion Jordan from the 49ers, Vic Beasley of the Raiders. Uh, none of these are jumping out. There's a reason they're still available. A couple of former Steelers to be had as well. J. Ron Elliott, remember him, preseason hero a couple of years ago? Everybody loved J. Ron Elliott. He was going to be the next... James Harrison, all he was doing was piling up fourth-quarter sacks in exhibitions, but we all loved J. Ron Elliott. Plus, I, I just got to say, J. Ron Elliott, one of the most amazing physical specimens I've ever seen, like with my own eyes. Dude is just built like you can't begin to imagine. Plus, he could also help with special teams and whatever. Oh, and by the way, you know who else is available? That's right, pal. Chicolo. Anthony Chicolo is still out there. So they're going to have to do something. And it can be, contrary to another common misperception, something that actually costs money. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years in our state. That designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys. Learn more at lgkg.com. There is money. The Steelers have an estimated $9 million in cap space. Now, not all of that is free. They still have a couple of draft picks to sign, you know, one of whom is Najee Harris. And they will. That's just the way this stuff is structured. But that comes out of there. So you're probably talking about another $3 million or so that has to be dedicated to the draft class. And you're still left with around six. Now, Kevin Colbert has said many times he, he doesn't like to take that figure down to the wire. He likes to leave himself a couple of million in flexibility. So he could still get somebody who's available in May, you would think, at a reasonable price. So there's going to be another NFL edge rusher coming into this equation. 
ideally, I'd like it to be someone younger. I'd like it to be someone who, you know, maybe the Steelers could turn into something, even if that player is signed to a one-year deal the way Kerrigan was yesterday by Philadelphia. But there's one other position, one other position that I'd be remiss in not mentioning here where I really wouldn't mind seeing another reinforcement if somehow they can pull it off cap-wise. And that's right outside corner. Because I'll keep saying this, and I'll say it respectfully, I don't want Cam Sutton bouncing back and forth. I also don't want to see Justin Lane and or Jason Pierre being the guys that are tasked with picking up the position that Steven Nelson was operating at an island level. I don't think that would be fair to either of them, and more importantly, I don't think it would work. There isn't a a Nelson type that's going to be available for this kind of money that the Steelers would have left. So I wouldn't be getting anybody's hopes up, but at least another body to come in and compete with the guys who are already here to try to fortify that position as well. Look, none of this was going to be perfect. It just wasn't. You don't lose Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Stephen Nelson. Expect that everything's just going to be fine. What you can do, what is within your control, is to try to make sure that your training camp is set up with as much intensive competition as you can possibly create. And the best usage of these remaining cap dollars, I think, would be put into these two positions. First and foremost, edge rusher. But then if anything's left, trying something, anything, to fortify right outside corner. When we come back, just one question. one question and today's comes from Jeremy who says as someone who has never been to a Hall of Fame induction ceremony but only watched it on TV how absolutely black and gold crazy is it going to be this year with Bill Cowher, Troy Polamalu, Alan Fanica, Donnie Schell all being inducted I remember when Jerome Bettis got in a few years ago and it was just nuts I can't imagine with four of them plus Bill Nunn going in posthumously can you compare it with a game or a playoff game environment or is that going too far the first thing i have to say jeremy is that i've never been to canton ohio the only hall of fame that i've seen with my own eyes is the hockey hall of fame in toronto and even that's only because it's really really convenient right across the street from where the maple leafs play downtown i've not been to the football one and i've not been to the baseball one even though i'm a voting member uh, neither of them is exactly on the way to anything uh, if you're looking for an excuse on my part for why i haven't visited them i'd really like to someday uh, both of them 
but yeah, I can see where this summer would be something special. Uh, Steelers fans being close to Canton will turn up in a massive way, and that's one of the reasons that I think the organizers were smart to delay last year's induction and to put it into this year's to combine it so that those honorees get to experience what their predecessors have. Uh, The last thing you wanted to see is something where they're getting, uh, you know, inducted virtually and they have those, you know, those Brady Bunch screens with people waving their terrible towels and stuff like that. Uh, this this will be a, a wonderful, wonderful scene. And yet another grand celebration and overwhelming reminder of everything that this franchise has represented to so many people for so long. And yes, that does include the late Mr. Nunn, and I'm glad that you mentioned him. What a legacy this team has. It really does. I know a lot of people get down about the last bad thing they saw and three playoff wins in 10 years and stuff like that. The fact of the matter is, at some point or other in your life, whether it was bequeathed to you at birth or otherwise you chose well you know you chose well when you chose the pittsburgh steelers good question jeremy i appreciate that i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of steelers and we will do another one tomorrow Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.